This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Oak Shape Podcast Season 6 with your host, Dan the Fitness Man. Thank you for tuning in. We are excited to have you. This is the podcast that is dedicated to hard work, disciplined decisions, and year-round training in the pursuit of the best possible version of ourselves. We leverage elk hunting to create a pathway. We understand that time is finite and we cannot squander a second. We must be leaders at our home. We understand that faith is our number one priority. Then family, then fitness, then health, then wealth. Our year-round disciplined decisions help us leave a legacy for our family to follow. You will leave here motivated, inspired, and educated. We bring on a wide variety of guests subject matter experts so that you can tune in get what you need to get and continue on your journey we are blessed to call ourselves elk hunters season six here we go and i predict 2023 CrossFit Games champion. He's out of Washington State. He's an entrepreneur, blue collar roots. He owns a gym in Seattle. He's a CrossFit competitor. He's turning 57 this year. He's headed to Madison, Wisconsin, Lord Willing, in August to defend his title as fittest man on earth in the age division 55 to 59. He's this guy is incredible. He is a bow hunter loves archery family man and i found him on instagram and i reached out and i was just like hey i don't you don't know me i don't know you but i think we got a lot in common i'd really love to share your story so today we're sitting down with kevin and this is after him coming over drinking some coffee shooting some bows with me grabbing a workout in my gym and just man watching him move 
This is the definition of what I want to be like when I grow up, man. Somebody who moves that well, who is fit, he is jacked, he makes me look teeny tiny. He is a humble guy, he's got charisma, and I can't wait for you guys to get to know this guy. And if you want, I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes for his Instagram account so you can watch along with me and see if he can reclaim his title as fittest man on earth. Without further ado, this is Kevin Kane. You're listening to the Elk Shape Podcast. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast. We're doing it in person. We're doing it live. Yeah, Kevin, it. how do I say your last name? Kester. Silent Kevin o. Kester. Yeah. yeah. So you drove some some random guy sends you a message on Instagram. I don't even know if you've checked messages, and it's me asking you to come shoot bows and work out. Yeah. What'd you think? I was honored. Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. After I checked you out, of course, and I'm like, is this guy for real? I'm like, heck yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, and I was stoked because I was coming to Spokane to come over here and work anyway, right? I mean, what did we hook up, like, maybe two weeks ago at most? Tops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fortunate to have an office over here, and I was like, perfect, come over and... Uh, what a morning, man. Mm, no, I agree. I, <laughs> I was really interested in, I think I told you this earlier today. I was like, I don't know how you ended up in my Instagram feed. It's not like I doom scroll from the couch with ice cream yeah. <laughs> and bonbons, but you popped up and I usually know almost all the CrossFit games athletes or know of them, you know, just yeah. following the sport for so long. And I hadn't heard of you. I looked at your profile. I was like, He's won the games three times in his age division. And then I thought I scrolled down and saw like a picture of you elk hunting or bow hunting. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a done deal. I'm reaching out. <laughs> yeah. And I did right then and there. So thank you for saying yes. Uh, absolutely. I'm honored. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. you rolled up and um, we just kind of kicked it, introduced you to the squad. I got an awesome team. Now. Man, I'm telling you. Awesome. They're the best. Everybody's so cool. And what a beautiful place. Yeah. Thank you. And then shooting some bows. Yeah. It was awesome. Great. You got, you're shooting the Halon. Yep. Yep. That's one of Matthew's best piece of work in my opinion. Yeah. I just, I'm super happy with it. And you know, at some point it'll be time to upgrade, but I'm like, why? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get a bow that's like just, it's home. It's yeah. a shooter. Yeah. I've had a few of those throughout my days. The Matthews made a bow. It might've been the year or two after the Halon it was called the, uh, the verdicts. Yeah. And that was my first Matthews bow ever. Oh, really? Yeah, and I begrudgingly gave it away after a couple of years to that guy. <laughs> and I don't think I don't know if he kept it or not. But I was—is it bad to ask for it back? Probably. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Love that bow. Um, so then we did. Uh, we went into the gym. Alicia joined us, and we followed your workout because yeah. You're training for something. What exactly are you training for? Obviously for life, but yeah. specifically. Yeah. And uh, reiterate that, man. My training is all about life. Like I do CrossFit so that I can live, so I can elk hunt, all right? So I can pack heavy loads, um, so I can snowboard, do the things that I love to do. Um, but yeah, right now um, we're in the CrossFit game season. So we did the, the Open, which was... Uh, Two months ago, I guess, six weeks ago, um, and then just finished the quarterfinals 
last weekend and that's online, right? So, um, the videotaping and the judging is getting, you know, um, pretty particular these days, um, since everything's online right. for the quarterfinals. And then at the end of the month, um, what I'm training for now will be the semifinals, right? So we went from thousands and thousands of athletes worldwide that competed in the open to make the qualifiers, which was 10% of that. So, um, you know, we competed against the top 10% in the world in the quarterfinals. And now it's pared down at the semis and I'll compete against 30 individuals and 10 of us will go to the games. Okay. So yeah. literally semifinals is a month out. Yeah. It's the, I think it's right around May 1st, April okay. 30th, something like that. Yep. So you don't know for folks listening. So he doesn't know what the workouts are going to be. And that's like kind of the beauty of it. Like you really have to check so many boxes Absolutely. and hope that you don't miss one that comes up. Cause then you could, could potentially get exposed. Yeah, right. For to, sure. Okay. For sure. That's da how daunting is that to just try to be so well-rounded and not be a specialist? Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I'm not the biggest athlete in the world. So it's usually, um, like the, just, just the strength movements, you know, there's a lot of guys that I'm usually in the, in the top 25% there, but I won't win a, just a straight out strength workout, like a four rep max front squat, you know? Um, but then the rest of it, cardio engine, gymnastics, um, any of that stuff, you know, which to me is super functional. Um, that's where I'll do just fine. I don't, um, Snatching maybe is probably my least favorite thing to do. You mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's a super dynamic movement with strength. Um, and a ton of mobility required. It is. Like flexibility. Yeah. And we talked about that today. Like probably the biggest change in my life over the last few years is the amount of effort I put into mobility, right? Mm -hmm. Just every day working on my mobility so that I can move, still move like I'm, you know, in, I'm 30. And uh, you did goal. today. I watched you do a workout. And I'll just fast forward to the part where I didn't tell you this, but I'm the gymnastics guy. You probably could tell. Like, yeah, that's yeah. my jam. And you write up this work, and I was like, oh, sweet. Thanks for the softball lob. Because, you know, in CrossFit, <laughs> it punishes the specialist. So, like, maybe the guy who does win the four rep max front squat usually gets his teeth kicked in when the polar opposite workout pops up and it will pop up. Yeah. And it's the guy who doesn't suck at any workout. I'm not saying he doesn't. Like maybe you'll win a few, yeah. but the guy who just continually, oh, I don't suck. I don't suck. Maybe that's third place. Third. Yep. yep. And I love that. So do you, you program some stuff today that I like, but you also program some stuff that I didn't like today, <laughs> but it was cool to watch you move. My point was, <clears throat> uh, my eyes were open up. Like you're almost going to be 57 and you're doing bar muscle ups like a 30 year old yeah. after a hard run. I mean, I'm inspired, man. I, I'm serious. I've seen a lot of people train, and it's just like, oh, that's possible. And when you see what's possible, it, it really pushes you. Yeah. Thank Good you, man. I appreciate awesome. that. And, you know, that's part of my mission. Um, when I turned 50, it was kind of like 
I had three things that I wanted to do with my life, right? Because life changes at that point. My kids are grown, right? My business is rocking and rolling. It's just um, a little bit of time to do things for myself and my wife. You know, we've been married over 30 years now. And so, um, yeah, life changes. And I'm like, you know, what am I doing now? Like when I was 50, I'm like, I'm going to go win the CrossFit Games. And I set a goal and I went and did that. And it was after that at like 51, 52. I'm like, all right, what's my mission now? You know? Um, so inspiring people, which I didn't realize that I was going to be able to do that when I won the games in, in 17 and in 19, when I went back and I just got so many messages and, and employees at work, right. Going, man, I started working out, dude. I watched you this weekend and blah, 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 you know, and, um, having the ability to inspire people to do more with their lives was huge. Right. So that's part of it. Um, mentoring people mentoring young people, you know, um, people that I'm bringing up through any of my businesses, right. And just people that are hungry and are willing to work hard. Right. Um, I'd love to, to mentor the younger people, you know, and then to give back, which was my other thing. Right. And there's lots of ways you can give back for me. Um, it was opening a gym and giving back to my community, right. I didn't do it to make money. I did it to give back to the community and provide a great place for people to get healthy, you know, so mm. yeah, those are kind of my, my three core principles at, at this point in my life. You know, there's something you said there that I really think I want to lean in on is you could potentially return to defend your title year after year and probably do well, but you've chosen to almost do it in a way. Well, I'm not taking words from you. But I just want to get your theory or like your rationale behind. I just won the CrossFit games. I'm not going to defend my title next year. I'm going to reboot but I'll be back and like, and you've gone every other year and yeah. you've won every time. Yeah. Maybe you, that's your sauce or secret sauce. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Here? Well, you know, I mean, part of it was like when I did it in 17, it was like, I had a mission to do it when I turned 50, right? I was the youngest guy in the age group and I'm like, okay, this is my time. And I went and did it. Um, and then I was like, all right, mission accomplished. Yeah. Right. So I moved on with life that next year. And then that's when I started to get a lot of feedback about inspiring. I'm like, you know what, maybe I should go do this again. Now uh -huh. I'm in the middle of the age group, have the ability to inspire some people. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and do this again, you know? Mm. And, um, when I did that, of course, my goal was to go back and win again. Right. So middle of the age group, definitely doable. Right. Did that. Um, and then I was like, okay, did it. I'm going to take next year off. So it's not like I'm really planning it. You know, actually the following year was the COVID year. So they didn't even have it. Oh, you're right. Right. So, um, just had a lot of fun mm -hmm. training that year. Um, and then going back in 21, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go do this. Now I'm the oldest guy in the age group. And there, I mean, most of the guys that I competed with were 50, right? Cause when you're top 10 in the world, most of those guys, because you know, at this age, you that aging process every starts, year yeah, significant it, it makes a difference, right? So I went back and I was like, I'm going in as the oldest guy in this age group, um, and uh, and I'm going to go tear it up. So it was it was more cool. power too. Yeah, man. thank you. So the uh, the the games for 23. I guess I thought you were already past semifinals, but now I understand you have. One more big one yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, and I we used to do CrossFit. Like, yeah. I still kind of do it, right? You're legit, man. I love it, right? Yeah. But I haven't been in the games. I haven't been following that stuff uh, as much as I can. Um, but I really enjoy the sport. 
and I think it's a sport. I love yeah. the sport of CrossFit, and I'm old school CrossFit. Like I'm the I'm the guy who opened a gym in like 2007, back when if you saw a program deadlift day and it's literally one 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 like seven singles yeah and that's all that was written up that was crossfit back then like that's what like those are going to be seven one rep maxes yeah like not seven 70 percenters or 80 or nine but like that 95 to hundreds and if you're doing it right that's all you need to do that day and the next day could be like it's kind of a three-on-one off cycle and uh, a huge fan of greg glassman's um writings yeah. His PDFs that he came out with, what is fitness? So anyways, I'm just saying to set the record straight, like I'm an old school, like now CrossFit's like very specialized. Like you got to do all these things if you want to compete in a day. It's like a full-time job to be a competitive athlete. Yet here we are and you're running a company. You're not a full-time athlete at all. Yeah. How are you doing this? Um, I maximize my time. I guess I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm super diligent about my time management. Um, you know, life for me has to be very organized. Um, you know, and if I'm awake, I'm doing something. You don't catch me sitting around on the couch very often, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so like today, you know, I, I was up at five o'clock and, um, I'm working out of the hotel, you know, over here in town, put in a couple hours this morning get in with you, get some training in. We got to shoot the bows, which was epic this morning. Um, we're going to do this. And then I'm headed up to Schweitzer mountain to go meet with a customer. You know, we're going to be building a bridge up here, uh, next summer. So, um, yeah, it'll be a long day. Yeah. Get back, you know, check in and, um, life is good that way though. I I love love that. So you're literally not squandering a second. No. And you can't. No. Um, so let's talk about your company a little bit. Um, although I'm more interested in talking about like bow hunting and fitness. I do like business from a standpoint of, I told you my philosophy and I told you my priorities. I'm going to flip it on you in a second. But I told Kevin, I was like, Hey man, faith is number one, then family then fitness, then elk hunting, then career. And I told them, I'm just not, I'm a time chaser. Uh, I'm not motivated by anything else other than having autonomy in my schedule to be like, yo, Kevin, you want to hang out today? And you're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. That's what we're doing. You know? So what is your priority list? And we'll get that segue into your business with that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's definitely family. Um, like I said, my wife and I have been married for over 30 years now, um, two kids, you know, they're grown out of the house now on their own. Uh, of course, I'm proud of that, that they're in their early twenties and take care of themselves. Right? Where are they at? <laughs> um, so my daughter, she's, um, currently she's living with us. Her, uh, fiance just got deployed. So he's over on the Russia border. Uh, he's in the army. Um, and he just took off here about a week ago. Um, so he'll be back in six months. So my daughter's like, you know what, I'm going to move home. They Good were living, they were living in Colorado, save some money. They're getting married in October. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he fits the, the family. family. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Cause he fits right in. Right? Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, I'm, my buddy was saying that the other day, he's like, man, I don't know, dude. He goes, how does a guy walk into your family with you and Dom? Dom's my son. Dom's your boy? And okay. he's, he just turned 21, you know, and he's a spitting image of me, basically. You yep. know, we're the same exact size other than he kicks my ass in every workout now. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, I bet you get him every, every once in a while. Every once in a while I yeah. do, yeah. But it's got to be just right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah. So when's the wedding? Like right when he gets back? Yeah, pretty much okay. a couple of weeks after. So October. Um, but, you know, family, 
and that's always been my driver, you know? Um, and for me, the business has always come second. Um, I love what I do. I'm very passionate. We talked about that this morning, right? Yeah. But if I'm going to do something, it's going to be driven by passion for sure. Right. Um, I love being an ironworker coming up through the ranks. That was, you know, I started ironwork when I was 19 years old. So I've been doing this for a minute. Um, you know, the last couple of days I was out playing with the boys on a bridge, um, that we're doing right here in Spokane. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't get to do that very often anymore. I'm in the office and we, you know, I've got about 300 and some employees now. So, um, it's What's that like for the all the guys on the line building that north south freeway, and then the boss man shows up and rolls his sleeves up? Like, yeah. what's that like? I think that's so cool. It's awesome, man, and I get good feedback from it. You know, they love it. So, um, this guy ain't just a white suit, <laughs> right? He's got a blue collar in there. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, and that was I was I was intimidated when I started the business. You know, back in '96, I was I was. Uh, didn't know a lot about business, right? Like mm-hmm. school wasn't for me, but I knew what I wanted to do and that was be the best iron worker I could be. Right. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I can do this better than the guy I'm working for. I said, I'm going to give myself 10 years to learn this trade inside out, get some relationships, and then I'm going to open up the door. That's cool. I've had a lot of people say that about me and they went and did it. They're like, yeah. I can run this gym better than Dan. I'm going to do my own. And they went and they were right. Then they did their own thing. And younger Dan would get mad and just competitive. Yeah. Older Dan now has, and I'm not that old, but I'm like 41 going on 42. And I'm like, it's really cool to see other people launch pad off of yours, off your hard work or whatever. I've had it even in this new business with Elkship. I've had guys come learn all this stuff, help build us and then go do their own thing, fly out of the nest. Uh, Old Dan would just be jealous or mad or something. (laughs) Older Dan is competitive too. Don't get it twisted. I, like <laughs> today, yeah, we're doing the workout. It's supposed to be zone two, which is like you know, and then so you get your heart rate up, and then you do some strict work. And the next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, nobody's go, nobody's going zone two today. That's my <laughs> wife's fault. Now I was the last one to get off the bike first round because yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we're doing zone two, and then look up, and you both are done, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, and I get it. But yeah, man, being competitive is a great thing. If, yeah. As long as you use it appropriately. Yeah, for sure. Um, but comparison can be a thief of all joy. Yeah. And uh, it, I've been guilty of doing that. But you made the leap. So you started iron working at age 19. What? How old were you made that decision that, hey, I think I can do this awesome and I want to build my own dream? Um, at 30. You know, my goal was to start my company when I was 30 and okay. started small, you know, out of the spare bedroom in the house and the garage is my shop, you know, um, quite honestly, for the first three months, I did all the jobs myself, you know, and sure. eventually I would, you know, hired one of my right hand from the old company I worked for and, you know, we just started to build. So, yeah. And, and now we've got uh office in, in the Seattle area, um, one here in Spokane and then one in Billings, Montana. So, so you guys are doing steel work all in the Northwest? Yeah, and we just got licensed in Utah. Um, we we work in Alaska, Hawaii, all over the place. I've done cranes down in California. So, you know, um, but our main focus is the Northwest for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool to hear you doing Schweitzer the today, going up there. Yeah. You riding a snowcat yeah, or something? Yeah, I'm like, hey, we'll go look at this bridge. And uh, my customer says, all right, I'll get us a snowcat lined out. And I'm like, hell yes. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
and I'll ski on the way down yeah. or snowboard. You yeah. snowboard? I do. Okay. Yeah. What's your home mountain for you? Uh, probably Crystal Mountain. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Great elk hunting out there too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and then I, I travel a lot. I'm over in Montana all the time. So, um, I'll ride big sky. My daughter lived up there for like three years. So what is the name of your steel company? Apex steel. Okay. I feel like I've heard of that. That's, that's a bigger company. So when did you experience, like, I guess you could look back and be like, it's maybe it's not one event, but like maybe it's a cascade of events. But when did you feel like some decisions got made by you? And all of a sudden it exploded. It made next level to where you're not just a mom and pop shop. Yeah, it was, it was the day that I decided it was time for me to move out of the field. Right. And so for me coming up through the trades, I loved building with my hands, right. And being an iron worker, it's an adrenaline rush. It's doing CrossFit 10 hours a day, right. You're climbing columns, you're swinging beaters, you know I mean? It's just, it's a rush. And so, um, I didn't want to leave the field. Right. And oh. I was managing the field, but I was still out playing with the boys whenever I could, you know? Um, and to be honest, it was when I realized that I can move what I call move into the office and I can start to build the company just like I'm building a structure, right? Like mm. getting all your people in place, getting your tools and your equipment lined up, like, you know, just getting everything dialed. Um, and that's pretty much when we exploded is when I, turn my focus on building a business, um, instead of building a structure. Yeah. I love that analogy with what yeah. you do working on the business versus working in the yeah. business. It's tough. Yeah. And you can do that as a gym owner. Um, I know that I had to be a big boy at about year 10 or so. I, I knew I was like tired of doing this for a while and I want to do something different. And I was like, well, you've done this for 10 years and you haven't built a business. You die tomorrow, this thing dies. Yeah. Like you haven't created a business, Dan. You created a job for yourself. So that's when I finally took a step back, got some mentorship and built systems and worked on the business and was able to sell the business yeah. just a year that's later. Awesome. But that's really interesting. So leadership. Yeah. One thing that I like getting into here is like you have 300 employees. Yeah, over. Over. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure you have your right hands and your left hands. Yeah. Uh, what's your philosophy for a company like 10,000 foot view? Yeah. Looking down from maybe top one of your cranes. What is your like philosophy inside the company that you hope to cascade down from a leadership angle? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm looking for good people. Right. So, um, that ability to delegate, um, and, you know, we talk about, uh, accountability a lot and sometimes accountability, you, you have to get people trained to eventually they take these things on. So, you know, I think about a, a superintendent in the field and he's got to do his time, right. And the office has to harp on him. And sometimes eventually you do that enough and it becomes second nature. Right. Um, but for me, it's, it's about finding good people. And, um, my philosophy on that is, um, you know, capitalize on their strengths and try to improve their weaknesses. And one mm -hmm. of the, I've found that it's very difficult to change people. So I don't try to do that. I try to improve on their weaknesses, but capitalizing on their strengths. And when I say capitalizing, I don't mean monetarily, right? I mean, no, just I know what you mean. like yeah. making them the best they can be and letting them go. Um, and just finding good people, right? Good ethics, um, things that are important to me 
and we'll teach them the rest of their job. That's powerful. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about obviously my business and I don't have that many employees. I had way more when I ran a gym. I had up to 12, 13 yeah. coaches, but it was always a matter of finding the right people person. Yeah. Like they had to be great with people. We were in the people business, not the fitness business. And nobody, I, I didn't care if they were maybe, they weren't as in shape as a trainer you might think. Yeah. Or if they gave a shit about other people, I was like, they had my interest. Um, and then now I'm in a completely different field. I'm in like kind of a media field and like Jake, Jake's been with me for a couple of years and I have been guilty of like putting things in front of him that dude, he's just straight up not good at. It's not his strength. And I've had to really reel it in, reel it in. And because he's a good person, because he has a strong work ethic, we've been able to kind of mitigate and figure out, take some stuff off his plate that should have never been on there. And to me, I'm I'm older. I should know better, but I'm still learning. Yeah. And that's a really, I like, my ears perked up when you said that. When did you figure that out? Like doing what you did, right? Like, I mean, life's about experiences, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's why they say the gray old guys, you know, have the experience. And, and um, I did the same thing. I put people in the wrong positions, right? Like you see somebody, man, this guy is a, what an exceptional hand, right? He's got to be the next foreman. Well, he may be the best hand out there, but he doesn't do well with pressure. Right. Right. So you put him in a, a foreman position and that doesn't work out. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely um, trying to make sure people are in the right place. So how do you balance the, uh, the desire to run a great company, bring your boy into it a little bit. Sounds like you're mentoring him. He's not a boy. He's a man. Um, balance all the fitness. You run a freaking gym too. Like you literally have a gym. Yeah. Offices all over. Um, you're married. Someday you're going to be a grandfather. Yeah. And you still want to bow hunt, which I love. How the heck do you get out of the field? And and honestly, man, like, are you just turning your phone off and being like, there's no way I'm turning that sucker on. I am in the mountains for yeah. nine days. That's, that's my piece. Right. Like that is, you my, need that. Oh, um, without a doubt. Like, and my wife knows that, you know, cause we're talking about Key. buying a place and she's like, why are we going to buy a place in Montana? You're going to go sleep in your tent the whole time. <laughs> right. And so for me, that's my escape. Um, really the only time that my brain's not spinning, like I'm doing chores at home. I'm thinking, right. I don't care. I'm mowing the lawn. I do some of my best work mowing the right. lawn. Right. Yep. Uh, you are, you know, whatever it is. Um, when I'm training, I'm thinking about training. Hey guys, this podcast is brought to you by Hard Work. That's right. I can't do it for you. Only you can do it for you. And that's what we are selling. I hope you're buying. We're also brought to you by Matthews Archery, Vortex Optic, Onyx Hunt, Numa Outdoors, Kufaru International, MagView, Wilderness Athlete, Buck Knives USA, Crispy Hunting, Stealth Cam, Marsupial, Baku E-Bikes, Black Ovis. And we have some discount codes to help you save some loot. Eurooptic.com. For anything for Vortex, use the discount code ELK10 to save 10% off. If you're looking for swag, go to Vortex Wear, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, and save 20%. Elite membership with OnX, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, 20% off. Numa Outdoors, 20% off. The code is ELKSHAPE20. For Kufaru, it's ELKSHAPE15. Exclusions are shelters. MagView, discount code ELKSHAPE10% off. 
Wilderness Athlete, 20% off. Use the discount code ElkShape23. For StealthCam non-sale, discount code ElkShape20 will get you 20% off. And for cellular, use the discount code ElkShape10 to take 10% off. If you're in the market for a back to e-bike, discount code ElkShape will take $300 off. And where I shop for all my gear is BlackOvis.com. Enter the discount code ElkShape for 10% off. Sheet Feet, the discount code is ElkShape for 10% off. Fatty Meat Sticks, discount code ElkHunter for 10% off. Alien Holsters, discount code ElkShape10 for 10% off. Crossover Symmetry, discount code ElkShape for 20% off. And Canvas Cutter, finally, discount code ElkShape will take 10% off. Back to the show. When I'm hunting, I'm thinking about hunting, right? Um, Or I'm snowboarding or mountain biking, doing something that takes focus. So for me, it's getting out and getting away. And yeah, when I go, I'm headed into the backcountry. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to text anybody. I don't want anything. Right. That's awesome. And, and that's, that is my reset for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now you, the goal is to try to do it more and more. I think like that's right? definitely a must, yeah. man. And I go into season in great shape fitness wise. Um, but I don't, and I, and I do a lot of hard shit during the summer, the way I program like some night hikes, like seriously, some stuff where yeah. it's just like, I don't really need to do this, but I need an edge. So I'm going to get up at 1am and just go hiking with my pack Yeah, in the neighborhood. Because it sucks and I don't want to do it. I'll do stuff like that or whatever. But uh, fitness has always been limitless for me in the mountains. And I do a lot of credit to just the cross style, CrossFit training. For sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, and being limitless in the mountains, the Elk Mountains, I don't feel like a lot of people can say that. And I preach the good word of, look, man, I'm not training for Elk Season 2023. I'm training for Elk Season 2053. I want to take that kid down there. You yeah. met Tristan. Yeah. I want him to have a kid. And I want to be there when he kills his first bull. That's I'm, so I'm training for a trajectory, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But all that is to say is mentally, I think I do go into September a little drained, a little fatigued of just the bullshit. I need to transcend it. Yeah. Notifications, emails, messages, direct messages, comments, pressure. I shut my phone off in September and I don't turn it on until I'm done with a hunt. Nice. And I've been getting really good at it. At first, it was hard. But now I got an inreach. So if my wife needs to get on yeah. me, great. Everybody, anyone else? I got uh, my voicemail says, "I'll holler at you in October," <laughs> yeah. and it's cool. So what do you? What's the most you've most days in the field you've you've put together? Probably ten. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I'm out there for ten days, that's a long trip for that's us. A push. Yeah. 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 Um, and we'll do a lot of like three or four nights, you know, uh, out in the tents. And then I just I built out a just a cargo trailer as kind of home base. Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome. I mean, it's pimped out, right? With I can cots. imagine. And so we'll pull that, and then we'll come back out, you know. And uh, a lot of times where we hunt, there's not a lot of water, um, so we'll have to come out and refuel yeah yeah the hydration um but yeah just doing all that stuff dude is is so epic who's we who's your hunting team Um, who's your squad you know why did you pick them um i didn't get to pick my partner um, (laughs) and i and i'm blessed and i think i was telling you this you know um my dad was an avid fisherman when we were kids um, Mm -hmm. but i didn't hunt i didn't start hunting until i met a, a buddy in the trade so i didn't start hunting until i was 20 um, same here. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it just progressed from pheasant hunting to duck hunting to turkey hunting to deer hunting, right. To elk hunting. Um, you know, I got into the archery pretty quickly. Um, and, um, Oh, by the way, dude's a good shot. Yeah, Thank you. He's actually my business partner in Montana. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and in 2009, we had a customer hook us up, uh, or a supplier actually. And uh, I was asked to go do a project in Montana and they're like, Hey, I want to bring you guys over here to do the job. Your company's big enough. Your, your team is big enough, but I've got a guy over here that man, he'd be perfect for you. So I talked to him on the phone. We ended up BSing for two hours, right? Oh, okay. You did it all. Yeah. And then I'm like, Hey, I'd like to come over and visit you. And he's, I'd, I'd like to come see your operation. He was working for one of our competitors at the time. He said, yeah, probably not great. You'd come strolling in the office. You know, I think people know who you are. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll pick you up five o'clock tomorrow morning. And he showed up with his drift boat and we floated the big horn and just fly fish and got to know each other. It's the first time I'd met him and we, we were on the river all day and he's truly one of my best buddies now, you know, um, and fortunate enough for him to be my business partner as well. You know, um, as I, I separated the companies out and opened up Montana. Right. And then, um, you know, so he's got, ownership. so he's kind of running, yep. he's got yep. ownership, he's got buy-in. That's right. And he, um, he runs all the day-to-day operation and just so happens he's an elk hunting machine. You know, I mean, at that time, I think he was in his, yeah, he was I don't even know if he was quite 40 yet, you know, and he'd already had 20 some bulls, you know, on his belt. Yeah. So, um, and, and you know, here's the deal. The first time we went hunting, it was the first year that I drew in Montana and I went over there and in the morning we went out for a hunt and we got separated and I was with his other buddy who is now again, one of our crew. Right. And so we were together, Brian went and did his thing and, we kind of went back to spike camp and we were hanging out and Dave and I were like, Hey, let's go out for the afternoon. Brian's either got a bowl down or he just strung his hammock and he's taking a nap out there. Right. right. And so we get ready to start hiking out. We're probably half mile down this trail and here comes Brian and I'm like, that's Brian coming at us, right? And so I get up my binos and I check him out and he's got no shirt on because it's like 90 degrees out in eastern Montana, you know? Oh. And I look at his hands and he's just got the blood, blood from here down. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? And, like, and I knew he was legit, but um, it was awesome. So we pulled a Yui, went and got our packs and yep. we all went back there and you know, he had five game bags hanging all deboned. I mean, I'm like, okay, this guy is... For real. Yeah. So I've been really lucky because I've been hunting with him for 12 years now. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, these people that come to our camps, I'm really upfront about pretty much everything. I'm, that's just my personality, like pretty blunt, but I, I am very, very blunt about who you choose to hunt with. Yeah. And I kind of give them this formula of like, you should literally first off define what success means for you for everything in life. And elk hunting is no different. Like some of y'all at this camp, are not going to kill an elk as your first bow kill, at least year one, or maybe even the next five years. So if your success is defined by a dead elk, you're going to be failing. But what if you've never backpacked solo and done three nights in the wilderness? Like, dude, that's a huge successful hunt that you did it. You weren't scared. Your equipment, you did well. You were into elk, whatever. And then the next thing I segue into is, you can only control a few things, like obviously your your output, your energy, your effort, your attitude, and your hunting partner. Yeah, you get to decide your hunting partner, and some of y'all need to break up with yours. Like they don't pull their own weight, or they're not as interested as you. And so, one litmus test I suggest you guys do 
and tell me what you think about this is I was like, Hey, if you feel like you got a potential candidate that wants to join your guys' squad, I would just kind of vaguely invite them to meet you at the Archie range at a specific time, ideally a kind of a dumb time and, or like, Hey, come join us for a workout 5am on Wednesday next week. Don't send them a reminder. Don't leave them a voicemail and just do they show up? Because I feel like showing up is almost half the battle, right? What other little litmus tests do you think are good for someone to filter out a good hunting partner? Is your shit dialed? Yeah. Right? Like this happened. Uh, I was telling you, I got a little piece of property on Moses Lake and we chased muleys over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Brian actually came over to hunt with me. And my son, obviously, is my other hunting partner, right? Like whenever I can get him 100%. out, right? he's with me all the time. Um, and, um, I own this piece of property with a buddy of mine and he's like, Hey, I'm going to invite my buddy to come over. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's all good. You know, cause there's obviously plenty of room. You right. know what I mean? We've got all kinds of, of acreage of state land. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the guy shows up and quite, I mean, nothing, nothing was dialed on it. And I'm like, <laughs> so I would definitely, you know, that's just a good test. Yeah. Are you showing up to the range? Is your bow dialed? Is all your stuff dialed? Right. Yeah. Cause, uh, it's, it's really like, we're all busy, but that level of prioritization, like you're, you're, a you're type A, right? Absolutely. And maybe I am too a little, yeah. right? And you unzip your gym bag and open it up and it delighted me. I like, I'm like, holy shoes, yeah. mobility, <laughs> voodoo floss, grips. Yeah. Everything was like, dude, you were prepared. You were dialed. Like I didn't tell you much what was going to happen today. Other than we're going to shoot bows, yeah. we're going to work out, we're going to podcast. But, dude, you were ready. You had yeah. everything doped in. We could hunt together. You know, yes. that's just a yeah. little litmus yeah. test Yeah, where that's cool. Um, Tell me about the first time you arrowed a bull. Like, what was that like, and how was the pack out, and um, are is elk meat performance-enhancing drugs? Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I, I got spoiled, right? Because that trip that I told you about where yep. Brian came out, um. There was me, him, and my buddy Dave, and we all killed bulls that week. I mean, how many times does that happen? Not right? that often, right? right? And this is state land that we're hunting. Yep. And uh, so that was my first bull, and it was epic, you know, um, and it was a good bull, you know. So like I said, got got a little spoiled there. Um, I love the work, mm-hmm. right, which is why I do what I do, right? Like, I mean, let's load that pack up. Let's go. Give me a couple more game bags. I'm going to 
firemen carry them, you yes. know what I mean? Yep. Or farmer carry them, you know, like let's, let's go. Um, so it's just for me. And you asked this earlier, like I'm an adventure hunter. I love adventure and I love everything about it. Mm. Right. I do not define a successful hunt on if I arrow right. the animal that I'm after. Right. Um, to me, it's about everything. It's the camaraderie with the people that I'm with. It's about camp, you know, which, um, I personally love the back country, you know, but again, having your stuff dialed, like, I love that. I love to set up my tent and be like all, you know, um, it's the food preparation for in the back country, you know? Um, so to me that, that all defines a, a good successful hunt. The, the thing I like about what you said specifically, well, at least like I latched onto was like, like you're getting ready for this season. You're, you're looking forward to it. And it's like a driving force. Like you're looking, like you have anticipation about the adventure. Um, you said you're preparing your food, like, like you're, so you are doing things, getting ready and prepared for this next big hunt. Um, it's leverageable to make disciplined decisions in your entire life. So I've figured out a way to leverage elk hunting since it's my North star. Yeah. So like I make these decisions. Did I want to go on a ruck last night? Honestly? No, I didn't. That's like the last thing I wanted to do, but I feel like I had to check that box. I had to do so. I hadn't done shit all day. I've been sat at a computer all day. I'm like, I got to move, man. Yeah. What is it for you about, I guess, elk hunting, competing at CrossFit games, competing in business? Because business is one big competition. Um, Where do you derive this internal intrinsic motivation to be a badass Viking is what I'm calling it. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I wonder that myself sometimes. Sure. And, and try to figure that out about people, right? Like what drives them and everybody has to have that thing. Um, for me, it's really strange. I've had it since I was a little kid. Okay. Like I can remember riding bikes with my buddies when I'm, you know, probably 10 years old and I'm like, there is no way he's beating me to the top of that hill. Right. Yep. So I've always kind of had that that attitude right and then being a wrestler in school things uh-huh. like that you right? were a wrestler yeah that sounds right? a lot like, okay yeah so um yeah i just um it's just inside of me you know and, and I, there's not one thing or one thing that drives me and i don't do it for anybody else i don't do it like one of the, you made a comment earlier about you know what's the guy next to you doing right and even when i compete i rarely am paying attention to my competitors like your tunnel vision, I am 100% tunnel vision because I've come up with my plan and I'm going to stick to my plan and I'm going to do my thing. And I'm focused on what am I feeling like right now? How can I be, have more movement efficiency? Right? Like I tell people in the gym all the time, my training partners, I'm like, remember if we're doing say rounds of something, right? Two minutes on one minute off. I'm like, don't focus on working harder in the next round, but see if you can beat your time by just being more efficient. Right. That's great. Yeah. So whatever that is, every wall ball shot, I'm looking at the target, I'm catching it on my chin. Right. So that's, um, yeah, that's definitely where my, my head's at. Um, I think that's rare. I don't know if a lot of people can say that, you know, um, one of my buddies, Jason Ubaraga, he, he won, no, he got third one year at 40 to 44. I mean, he, he snuck on the podium on the last event. It was a Axel Bar Grace, which is pretty shitty after a whole weekend of CrossFit Games, as yeah. you know. <laughs> I just remember he cycled the bar just a little bit better than yeah. everybody else, and he just 
I mean, the, the separators was round four and round five. And it was yeah. really fun to watch him um, just because he's a cop. You can't train that much, yeah. right? When you have a real job and you're old. So recovery is so much more important. But it was so special to watch him. He actually went back the next year. I don't remember. He might have got, he might have podiumed. Um, but it was just really special. And the last thing I really wanted to, like, I have these things I definitely wanted to ask you about. I think this is like the most important for the listeners that want to be elk hunters late into life, like I had yeah. previously mentioned, was like, you said it. And so I'm going to have to do it. But like, once you decided to spend more time, I asked you today, like, I'm like, hey, man, do you, like, like, do you notice the older you are, the longer your warm out warm up is? And you had the best response. You're like, no, I actually try to warm up a little and then I get right into it. But caveat, I'm spending more and more time after the workout, after the blood has been heated up and moved around on the mobility work. Can you like break that down? Because, bro, you move so well for your age. We did these split jerks. It's an Olympic weightlifting movement. Oh, my God. Your mobility overhead, I was not expecting that just because shoulders, yeah. steel working, ball yeah. and socket. doesn't make sense for you to be able to do that. Yeah. This is like the last part of the park is I really want you to like dig in and tell us, man, because it's the most important for those watching. You want to be an elk hunter. you got to stay mobile. Yeah, um, I do. I spend, uh, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes on mobility i actually follow a program you know it's called romwad um but um just because it makes it easy i don't have to think about it but spending that time on the mobility has been a game changer for me right over the last three or four years because from the time i was 20 to let's call it to the time i was 50 i didn't do any mobility Right. Like I was out in the field working as an iron worker. That's all I focused on. Right. And it was hard work, um, but I didn't do mobility, you know, and I was in the gym. I do stuff. Um, and so when I got into CrossFit, I realized how much like the Olympic lifting, some of the gymnastics had to do with mobility. Right. So I started working on it a little bit with the mobility, just putting the emphasis on that. And like I was telling you, I was on a job and, and I'm moving Every year I continue to move better and better as I'm aging. That's not, that's not, it, no, it's, it's, and my goal is to continue to be able to move, right? Like I still want to be hucking backflips on my snowboard when I'm 60, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> I just like, that's where I'm headed, you know? So, um, well, when you started Romwad, yeah. range of motion workout of the day. That's right. We, I remember doing that yeah. many years ago. Uh, how long did it take you to like, make the decision that this is actually benefiting me. I, I couldn't have been the first week. No, right? no, it's, it takes a long time. Cause it's like, if anyone's familiar with the uh, yin yoga, which is a very long, right? You're getting into your tendons. So if you think about stretching and you are doing a 20 second stretch, that's not what this is about. That's stretching your muscles, right? When you're into it for two to three, four, five minutes, now you're starting to stretch your tendons. That's when the work is really happening. And it took probably two years. And, and to be honest, I'm still not flexible, right? Like comparatively, you know, and I train with a couple of badass girls and I'm like, really? Like, you know, afterwards they're, they're pancaking, you know, with in the splits and yeah. I'm like, are you, I can't barely bend over right now. My pigeon on my right side is so sad. I'm like, oh. yeah. but, but I do, I do see the benefit honestly of, of maybe reactivating my Ramad account yeah. and putting more time in that range of motion as I age Yeah, and knowing that it's delayed 
gratification. It, it does. It takes time. And even my daughter said the other day, I was doing it at home. And she's like, Dad, for all the time you spend doing that, you're really not that flexible. Oh, <laughs> come like, on. The truth. Uh, yeah. Well, that's I, what kids are best for. I think you're doing awesome, man. Because a <laughs> split you. jerk requires a ton yeah. of mobility overhead. Yeah. And then you got to have some pretty good hip flexors to get into that. And then some good ankle mobility, shin angle. Yeah. That yeah. was a good test today. I was watching you. Like, you looked better than me. I know on my last... My last one, I had to redo it because I just I knew something was off, and it is really cool when you have that mobility and you can like apply it with force yeah. application. Yeah. I love Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but I appreciate all the technique and strength and kind of how it's that collision. What's your favorite movement to do? Like when it comes up at the CrossFit Games, where you're, I don't know if you're allowed to share this, but yeah, like, what's absolutely. your jam? Anything inverted. You know, like handstand walking, handstand push-ups, stuff like that. I, I dig that. You like handstand walks? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Yeah. wow. But What's the name of your gym? Uh, it's Invictus Fitness Seattle. So if you guys yeah. are in the neighborhood, what part of Seattle yeah. is that in? It's in the Kirkland uh, yep. area. Yeah, so right across the bridge. But How many years have you guys been open? Uh, we're going on three. So cool. we opened in 2020, believe it or not. Damn, right through COVID, pandemic. huh? Yeah, yeah. And you so, survived. Yeah. Yeah. If not thrived. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been solid, man. I got a, a, a great partner running the gym. And so, um, it's been solid. That's but. cool. I think I told Kevin this, but if I'm ever in the neighborhood, I'm going to come see you. Yeah. I just hope I'm not, you know, no. in the neighborhood, but no, I love you guys over on the Seattle. I call you all coasties, but I do love Seattle. I love Washington. It's just a tough state, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm with you there, but I, I like that you get to go over to Montana. That's right. And now you're going to go ahead to Idaho yep. and go do some work today. Yeah. I know we got to run. Appreciate your time. Um, where can people learn more about you? Like, do you, do you have a platform that you're at least like communicating and posting your journey? Um, not really. Uh, okay. you know, I mean, Instagram, it's, yeah. uh, I think it's uh, Kevin J. Kester. Um, other than that, uh, that's really the only thing that I do. I don't do any YouTube or anything like that. So cool. I just unfortunately don't have the time, you know, it's not the priority in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of do what I want to do. Like, you know, whether it's CrossFit or it's hunting or it's, uh, you know, a little bit of life, I just, it's more like a, a private account to me, but it's public. Yeah. You know, that's a good way that to look at sense. it, man. Well, I'm glad I found you. Yeah. And you. I hope you come back. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're in Spokane. Yeah. If, if it's just more convenient, bring your bow, come shoot with me, whether I'm here or not, man. Yeah. You are nice. more than welcome. Nice, dude. I appreciate that. It's awesome. Guys, I'm going to put a link in um, the show notes with his yeah. Instagram. That's how I found him. He's a good follow. And uh, root, with it, root for him as I am because. You got a title to defend, man. Yeah, let's do it. And you ain't no spring chicken, but boy, you sure move like one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. that. Guys, separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.